Okay, so anyway, uh, yesterday I was looking in the news and uh, it had a headline. West Virginia woman with pistol shoots, kills man firing at a graduation party and saved several lives. That was just in the news yesterday. And notice that this was a woman with a pistol and she took down a shooter there with an AR-15 there who was starting to shoot at a crowd of people there and she got him before he ever got anybody shot. But he had shot a few shots at them. And that's exactly what we need in the schools. We need people with some guns and ready to go. I mean, you can call the police, but they say that most of the stuff went down there in that school down in Uvalde in four minutes. So uh, by the time you call the police and get them over there, everything's done. And uh, so the real solution is to have somebody here. And of course, that's interesting that Tim was talking about the police is going to come here to the church and tell us how to do that too. But anyway, that's good. And uh, that's very appropriate. And then it was interesting here in the bulletin that uh, Bob put in of these events on this date. And uh, he had about there about John Knox and about on this date, the... uh, uh, Roman Catholic Cardinal in St. Andrews there in Scotland was killed and he had just burned at the stake George Wishart. says that John Knox wasn't in the plot, but he ended up in the revolution that happened after that. And he got caught in the castle there, was taken prisoner by the French, and he ended up being a prisoner on the galleys, a galley slave for two years under the French. And so John Knox suffered a lot as a result of that. And if you ever wonder what that was like to be a galley slave, you just look at the film Ben-Hur. It has a very good description of that, a good, very good depiction of that. And uh, a couple of prayer requests. Continue to pray for Leah. Uh, she just had a scan. Uh, they're going to have a meeting with the doctor to go over that. And she's... She's doing well, uh, but the question is whether all the cancer is gone or not. So continue to pray for that. Uh, You might mention in prayer, my daughter, uh, Christina, just had an operation this week. She stayed overnight with us, and so pray for her healing. And uh, pray also, this is Memorial Day weekend, and yesterday they had a parade in Marcus Hook, the Marcus Chook. Hook Church was out in the parade. We gave out a lot of tracts, a lot of packets, and pray that the Lord would bless those to the hearts of the people up in Marcus Hook. Let's turn our Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And today we want to talk about charity. Charity is an old-fashioned word out of the King James Bible, but it's still used today. We have uh, charities that people give to. And uh, it's still a good word. And charity is a good word in the King James, a good word to know, because it it focuses on the outworking of love. In our concern for other people, our outworking of love, in how our love goes out to others, charity. But first, let's look at Philippians chapter 2 and verse 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, 
having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And this is a very good scripture here. And now let's bow in prayer. O Lord, we pray that thou bless these thoughts to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. So here we have, it talks about Christ here. It talks about looking on others and being concerned with others. And then in verse 1, it says, If there's any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any bowels and mercies. And you know we have comfort that comes from the Lord. The Lord's with us through our problems. And you know Christians have problems just like everybody, but we have the Lord with us through those problems. We have comfort of love. We're never alone with our problems. Then verse 2, Fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. We're trying to be united as much as possible with other believers, and we don't always want to have our own way. That's what leads to fights and problems in the church, is always wanting to have our own way. And it goes on here, let nothing be done with, through strife or vain glory. And some churches, it seems like they come to church just to fight. But that shouldn't be how it is. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than himself. And then a favorite verse of mine in the Bible is that verse 4, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And you know, we want to be concerned with other people. Why are people not friendly? In Delaware, people are not very friendly. I think in Maryland, it's the same way. And if you go down south, people are a little bit more friendly. But why are people not friendly? It's because one reason is they don't care about other people. They don't have any concern for other people. They're not interested in other people. They're interested in themselves. And today we have the selfie world. You know, a few years ago, there was no such word as selfie. But now there's selfie. And everybody wants to take pictures of themselves. Everybody wants to put posts about themselves on Facebook and everything else. And there's a real preoccupation with people's own selves. The Bible says in the last days, people will be lovers of their own selves. And that's what we have today. But we're not supposed to look every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And you know, other people's problems become our problems. And sometimes I think that's kind of not too good. You know, I have my own stuff, and then I got other people with problems, and their problems become mine. And recent... uh, a couple years ago, we had a good friend of ours, uh, the guy, the husband beat up on the wife. And we had a lot of problems with that, and it became our problem. And finally, the husband told me never to show my face again in his house. And, you know, because it becomes my problem when they have all those things going on. And, you know, it's, uh, but, you know, we have to have that concern one for another. 
And that's why we go out and witness. That's why we go out on the parade yesterday giving out tracts. And by the way, I just forgot, I remembered that I forgot the announcement of this Saturday is door-to-door tracts again. This Saturday at 9.30 here at the church, we meet together and go out and give out tracts door-to-door and witness. And why do we do that? That's because we don't look at our own things. We look at the things of others. And that's what we need to do. We're supposed to be watchmen in the Bible, watching for the judgment of God, telling other people about the judgment of God that's coming. Watchmen on the wall. And so here we have, keep on going in this passage. Verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross." Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so we have here this looking on other people's things. That's what Jesus did. When Jesus came to earth and was born in a low condition, he came to this earth to be concerned with our things, with our sins. And he saved us from our sins with his death on the cross. And so let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, this concern for others, this charity for others. And he made himself of no reputation, even though he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Remember last week we were talking about the relationship between men and women? And, you know, it's just like here with this and with Jesus. Jesus is equal with God, and yet he's subordinate to God. There's an order, there's a chain of command, and that's how it is in the family as well. And that doesn't mean that Jesus is lower than God, but he's subordinate, he's equal with God. And he took upon him the form of a servant, He was born in a low condition, born in a stable, in a manger. That's not where the rich and famous were born back in his time and in our time. But that just showed his humility. He humbled himself, verse 8, became obedient unto death, and God has exalted him. Whose praise do we want? Do we want the praise of men, or do we want the praise of God? Well, so many churches, so many preachers are looking for the praise of men. So many Christians, so many people are looking for the praise of men. And they pat each other on the back. But you know, the thing is, uh, who is it that's exalting Christ here? It's God the Father. God also hath highly exalted him. And who do we want to commend us? We want God to commend us. That's the commendation that we're looking for. And so it talks about in this passage and also in 1 Corinthians 13 where we're going is that a Christian does not vaunt himself. He doesn't put himself forward. He doesn't uh, commend himself. You know, the old labor leader, John L. Lewis, he uh, had a saying attributed to him. And he said, if you don't toot your own horn, you won't get tooted. 
And that's how it is in this world, is that you got to toot your own horn. But that's not what a Christian should do. A Christian doesn't toot his own horn. He has humility, and we also. And you know, so often when we're serving the Lord, so often when we're humble, you know, uh, it's a thankless thing we have, is that uh, we're not recognized, that, uh, you know, it's... uh, and, and we're, you know, regarded as something not all that high. But, you know, we're looking for God's commendation. God has also hath highly exalted Christ, and God also will, high, will exalt us. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And that's literal, is what the Bible says. The last on this earth are going to be first. And then it talks about it, the name of Jesus, verse 10, every knee should bow. Everybody's going to bow to Jesus. Even the scoffers, even the atheists, everybody's going to kneel to Jesus. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. It'll be too late for them then, though. They're still going to go to hell. But you know what we need to do is right now, confess Christ and bow down before him and serve him. Well, let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1. And continuing to talk about charity. Charity. Uh, a lot of times the new, ver- well, the ver- new versions always replace charity with love here. And it is love, but it's the outworking of love to others. Charity in the translation in the King James, once again, is good. And as verse 1 of chapter 13, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And you know, here it has hyperbole here. You know what hyperbole is? That's back in English class. That's an exaggeration in literature. And so we have exaggerations here in verses 1 through 3 just to make the point. And it says, if I do everything, if I'm almighty, if I'm all perfect, and I don't have charity, I am nothing. And that we have to have charity. And the Pentecostals, Charismatics, uh, we used to battle them a lot in Brazil uh, when we were missionaries down there and still today with our paper, but you know, they like to quote this verse right here. And they like to say, well, in our tongues, we're talking with the tongues of angels, don't you know? Well, that's not exactly true. Well, it's for for sure not true. But anyway, the thing is, is this is a hyperbole, it's an exaggeration. He's not really talking with the tongues of angels, but if he was able to do everything, And it goes here, if I understand all mysteries, all knowledge, who's going to understand all mysteries and all knowledge? Nobody. Who's going to have all faith? Nobody. But it says, even if I had all that, that's an exaggeration. If I didn't have charity in what I was doing, it would abide for nothing. And we need to have as our motive charity. For other people, love for God, We need to have that as our motive in everything that we do. And we keep the commandments of God. God gives us commandments, and we keep those commandments. We keep those commandments because they're the commandments of God, but also we keep them because we love God, and also because we love others. 
We have that charity one for another. And then verse 4. Charity suffereth long and is kind. You know, sometimes Christians are not very kind. We need to be kind. Uh, The Bible talks about be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. That's what we need to be. Charity suffereth long and is kind. And you know, we've been talking about the homosexuals, we've been talking about the rainbow and pride month and all those things, and we talk against the homosexuals. That's an abomination in God's eyes. But still, we show some love toward them. And we still show some love. Uh, we, We still want to witness to them. We still want to show them the way to salvation. And the Bible talks about even with our enemies, we're supposed to bless them, not curse them. We're supposed to pray for them. We're supposed to do good to them when we have the opportunity. We're supposed to even salute them, greet them. And so here it says, uh, you know, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. We're not upset if others get more than we do. Charity envieth not. It vaunteth not itself. It doesn't put itself forward. People always want to put themselves forward. You see that every day as you drive down the road. Everybody wants to put themselves forward. And the attitude out on the road is, I'm important and you're not. And so they expect you to get out of their way. Get out of their way every minute. And, you know, it's uh, charity vaunteth not itself. Charity doesn't, isn't puffed up. Doesn't want to have its own way all the time. And uh, so here we have, do you remember back in the Bible, we have back in the Old Testament, we have Jonathan. Jonathan with David. And Jonathan, he was in line to become king. But he didn't envy David. He was a great friend of David. And he didn't put himself forward. He knew that David was called. And then it says, verse 5, Love and charity doth not behave itself unseemly. Why are there manners? Manners. The basis of good manners really is consideration for other people. And so uh, love does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own once again. It's not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. And on Facebook, people just go on and on and on and on about everything about themselves. Well, you know, uh, when you see that, uh, what do you think they're concerned with? What do you think their interest is? Well, their interest is themselves, to a great extent. I'm not saying all Facebook is wrong, and not all saying something about yourself is wrong, but... There's a point where we're concerned too much about ourselves. It vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Verse 5, does not behave itself unseemly, seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil. It doesn't want to think evil about other people. And if we hear something about someone, we don't want to be ready to believe it, something that's evil about someone. And it rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. 
It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And so we need to have that charity that it talks about here in the Bible. You know, it's been given many times through history, the acronym J-O-Y, JOY. And many uh, preachers have said that that stands for Jesus, then others, then yourself. And that's what I think that's very true. Very true. First the Lord, then others, and then ourselves. And so, it bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. And did you know that your family is part of yourself? Is that your husband and wife are one flesh. And the family is part of yourself. And some people think if they... Uh, put their family first, it's like they're putting others first. But they're not putting others first. That's part of themselves. And then we have, you know, here it says that uh, love bears all things. Bears all things. You know, people can keep grudges forever. And they just keep that grudge, and they keep that grudge, and they never let go of that grudge. But love, charity, bears all things. I like to look at the cemetery. And you know you got the cemetery, all the gravestones out there. And you just think of all the grudges that are buried in that cemetery. All those grudges that those people carried their whole lives and carried to the grave that they had. And Christians aren't bitter. Christians aren't carrying grudges. They bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. And once again, we can oppose evil. We can oppose wrong. But we need to have a loving attitude. We need to have a kind attitude. We need to show charity one to another. And so here it says in chapter 13 that that is extremely important, charity. Though we do everything, we give our body to be burned, and we don't have charity, it's for nothing. And so finally, in verse 13, it says, And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. And so let us have charity in our lives from day to day. Let us have the kindness, the the love that the Lord would have us to have. And as we come to communion, let's examine our hearts on that score. Let's examine if we have the love, charity, kindness we need to have. And so uh, let us prepare our hearts for communion. And so would our elder and deacons come forward?